The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. 800-600-8192. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition here on the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, Miss E, hanging out in the backyard at the picnic table this evening. We actually have two picnic tables, and so we have one that's kind of outside the kitchen for when we grill, and I need a place for yeah. my meat. We used to have place. two right outside the kitchen. Well, we had two outside the kitchen, but I wanted to move one, and I moved one down near my greenhouse in a really little pretty copse of trees, so it's in the shade, and this is where I can do work, like, over the weekend. We planted, what, six, eight times 12 peat pots. Mm-hmm. Um, Was that 144? Is that right? No, 12 times 12 is 144. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said eight times 12? 96. 96. So... We planted that many peat pots. I'm off work. It's okay. I I will do no math tonight. Uh, No, you don't do even math. Well, you do do math for work. I did, too. I did math the other day. Yay, yeah. But we planted that many peat pots. Uh, We got them set up uh, in the garden. And with those, we did some uh, spinach. And it's called Amsterdam Prickly Seeded. It's a fall variety. And the reason that we even bought this was because uh, you're such a history guy. This is, was a type grown by Thomas Jefferson in the early 19th century. And uh, in 1806... Keep going. Um, Bernard McMahon of Philadelphia said it was the hardiest kind and arrow-shaped than the common typed. I don't know, hmm. but whatever. Um, they're sturdy. They go over a long season. They produce flat, tender, medium grief leads. And so we can, you know, just th- that's one of those things that you can go along and snip, 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 and they'll keep coming up. Mm-hmm. So we have the Amsterdam prickly seeded spinach. We planted some arugula. Um, yes. Another fall crop. And I like it. It's like a peppery, spicy kind of lettuce. Uh, and then we got we have three different types of broccoli, and one of them I planted just because there is this place in the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia called Denix, and they make the most awesome sliced pork. Sandwich is it like an Italian pork? It's like slow cooked with mm-hmm. a lot of Italian seasonings, and then it's served with like a picante provolone, which is like a sharp provolone. Where did we see that? Was that Man versus Food? Was that Adam Richmond? I, I don't know where we there? first saw it, but I know when I went to visit family, I was right 
there after it might have been diners, drive-ins, and dives. I don't, I don't it know. It might have been. But, I thought it was Adam Richmond for well, some reason. Well, there's no food. No, I know. But remember when he would go to? He would do the food competition, but he would always at like two other places. That's true. And eat stuff, and then he would go do the competition. Well, I don't know who. I to think give. it was. I think it was Manfred. I, I, anyway, I, I it was on a who, it was on a food TV show. I don't know it. for who to whom to give credit. However, I went when I went to visit family, and I and I got this. Heavenly Italian flavored, super thinly sliced pork with the sharp provolone and this broccoli rob that was sauteed in garlic. So the only reason I'm growing this one type of broccoli rob is because we have a lot of pigs. Yes. And we will make this pork sandwich and I will grow this and freeze this. <laughs> and then we have another broccoli that's a rapini. And if 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 there was if if broccoli could be an Italian supermodel, then Rapini would be it because it's like super skinny, tiny little heads. It's not something where you eat just the top bits of you the eat broccoli. The leaves, you, you eat, eat the, the stalk, everything. You eat everything, okay? And you kind of eat it. It's sautéed. And then the last kind of broccoli is this crazy looking thing. It's called. It's, like a, it's got like Romesco Italia. It's like spiral florets, right? It's a spiraling apple green head. And it's it, it's a broccoli that's um, widely grown in northern Italy, and these are seeds like I bought like several years ago. So I'm just hoping they come right, up. yeah. Um, but with those, yeah, these are these are 2014. No, 2013. no, that one was 15. Oh, was it? Okay. This one is so old that I don't know. Oh, 15. <laughs> and then this one was 15. The was 15. Okay. The the greens were uh, 13. <laughs> the spinach was 13. We also planted some Swiss chard rainbow only because it's pretty. And even though the package says so in place, we bought Swiss chard plants from some greenhouse greenhouse around here, around yeah. here that was selling they, they threw them in with purchase right they were just like please they take were like this chart please take them they're gonna die <laughs> and we grew them and i'm not a big fan of it but it's pretty to grow yeah and it'll be good for feeding the pigs and then i also threw in some chinese cabbage and that will be kimchi uh-huh. so or sauerkraut yes and we uh, and we planted pumpkins yeah we got um we did four types. So our pumpkin patch, as you're getting those organized, our pumpkin patch is away from the garden because we learned our lesson. Um, it's invasive. The last time we planted pumpkins, yeah, we planted them right next to the carrots. And they just, they, they took over, right. And we planted pumpkins next to melons next to... We had like three things grow oh, next to squash. Spaghetti squash. Right. We had two different so, types of spaghetti so. squash. So then we had this whole like totally invasive corner of the garden that just wanted world domination. Yeah. And we realized that, oh, oh, wait, we have this area where we had the pigs and this was the place that we dumped all of the pig crap poo mm-hmm. when we cleaned out the pen because we kind of purposely put them in a small space to kind of dig up the area so i had uh my uh uh, kid three uh really well-paid labor not slave labor at all he's going to be really surprised when he tries to get a real job and he doesn't get paid as well by the way but anyway but he's doing manual labor but he's doing some really hard manual labor when he wants to and it's not we had a conversation about that i know yeah let's save that for after the podcast but anyway so he uh he was out and i had him 
rototill and mo well first mow super short and then rototill the immediate area around where we had that wonderful pile of pig poo mm-hmm. so it's all been tilled up in this uh, how many like it's like what I'd say probably 12 by 12 or something like that. Yeah, it's a a pretty good space. It's a big space, and we put four different types of pumpkin in there. So uh, the reason we did it now was because the one time – so a couple years ago, there was a farmer north of here that had a Craigslist post, and he had um, come to my field – all the pumpkins you can fit in the back of your pickup truck for $25 Mm -hmm. because it was the day – after, after Halloween, Halloween. Right. And nobody cares about pumpkins after Halloween. <laughs> so I got some massive, big, super like I'm talking like the, oh, the, the pigs the, live the flesh large. was like four inches thick on these things. Yeah, and we filled up the back of my pickup truck. We filled up the back of my friend's pickup truck, and we the the pigs ate on these these pumpkins for months. Mm-hmm. And I did manage. One of those times where I was just chucking pumpkins at them to scoop up and set aside some seeds from those. So that was one of the types. Um, then we planted some winter luxury, which is a little... Um, it's more of a pie pumpkin. A six-pound little bit, but it's a pie. You mm-hmm. want to bake it. You want to cook it. That's for me. And then we we threw some luminas out there. Yeah, those are really pretty. They're just a, a white pumpkin. A totally white pumpkin that are they're supposed to get to and not eight to ten inches tall and then we planted what's called the squash connecticut field which is sort of it's an heirloom pumpkin in from new from new england but it's one of those it's like your classic jack-o'-lantern pumpkin yes it's, i mean it's, just, it's classic yeah. it's like that it's the big round pumpkin big it's round not the huge orange right. smooth skinned so i think we next year if this if this patch goes well this year i think next year i want to try to plant i think they're called giant atlantic and they're the ones that can like get up to like 1300 pounds yeah. and i totally want to do a you know james of the giant peach came in the giant pumpkin kind of experiment i want to see how big a pumpkin we can grow. Well, you have to. You have to really baby it. You, you have to be out there. You got to like feed milk and. Mm, um, I'll, I can do it. I can take care of it. And myrrh. I won't ask you to ambrosia. walk it or anything. I'll do all that. Yeah. Please, can I have a pumpkin? You can have a giant pumpkin because we <laughs> at least we don't have to walk a giant pumpkin. Like I have to walk the giant dumbass dog. Right. All right. On that note. Uh, Elaine's going to have a, a sip. I'm going to have a sip. And that was a long segment, too. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of vegetable stuff. But we I'm did. Super and that was only part of what we did. I know. We'll talk more about yeah. our uh, adventures. We would love to hear your adventures this summer in the garden. And the we're email behind, address. But we're ahead and on time now. Yes, we are. So. Except we want to take a break. The email address 40acrefool at gmail.com. Stick around. We've got more coming up right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. 
Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So it's getting on towards twilight here on this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. We're, like I said, uh, down in the garden. The fireflies are out dancing around us. And this was... Or the lightning bugs. Or the lightning bugs, I guess, depending depending upon where you're from. Right. I think growing up in, in New Jersey, you must have had lightning bugs. We had lightning bugs. And I think I, I, we, oh, we kind of had this right before this con- we, we came on. It was like, does lightning bugs sound more scary because there's lightning shooting out of their butts? Or is it fireflies are more f- horrendous because they are flies that are flying all over the place, setting fire to things? Either one, when our friend visited us here. From Arizona. From Arizona. I thought that poor woman was going to lose her Schmidt. Yeah, she did she not was, like the fireflies. She was. Or the lightning bugs, whatever you want to call them. Genuinely freaked, freaked out, out by them. Yeah. I think they're pretty neat. and uh, I love them. I think it was Saturday night. It was a beautiful, starry evening. Yeah, we walked down to the creek. Mm-hmm. And that's like the darkest place. Yeah. But there's the tall trees, and that's what people don't realize. It's like the fireflies slash lightning bugs go into the big tall trees. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden... It's like a kiss concert without the music. <laughs> it's like all the these lighters, lighters in off, the right? in the in the trees, like just like bing 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 bing. Well, I think what they I think what they do is so down by our creek. This is the back part of the property. There's like this sort of natural amphitheater, and it's surrounded by trees. And yeah. I think they do. They like to be up against the the dark of the forest, and then have an open area in front of them to so that everybody can see, and they try to sync up, right? Right, because that's and that's so, the goal of. A lightning bug firefly mm-hmm. is that you find your mate. They're swiping right. They're, by, they're, they're you right. Know. Your your blink sequences. Match.com. Right? Your blink uh-huh. sequences. You you have this copacetic blink sequence. Right. Blink sequence. <laughs> sequence. Man, the more times you say it, the harder you think about <laughs> it, the worse it comes out. Sequence. So you have this syncopated sequence thing going on, and then you're trying to find your person, your bug, your lifelong, or at least your you know bleep buddy for the night uh, that has that same blinkiness. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It is, and it, it's it's. I love it. I love to watch it at night. I I with all the the bushes and the tall trees and the little copses around here. Like we are literally right now surrounded by them. Like if our friend who thought it was a bad thing that she was going to be like ambushed by like fire, <laughs> she'd be losing it right now. I think it's pretty cool, We're and it's it's awesome when it's. You know, the, there's no moon out, and it's a starry night, and you can see the Milky Way and just a million stars. And uh, I saw Jupiter was super bright last night. Saturn was, you know, totally visible from the naked eye. You can't see that in, when we lived in the suburbs. No. There's other, like, six stars. We would get the fireflies in the northern Virginia suburbs, or the lightning bugs, whatever you want to call them. But, yeah, but they would be our stars. Right, exactly. Yeah, there'd be, like, three stars, one of them would be Venus. Well, in so northern Virginia, really there count. are fireflies. Were they fireflies in Oklahoma? I think they, they were, were lightning fireflies. bugs in New Jersey. Yeah, they were fireflies in Oklahoma. They were they were lightning bugs in New Jersey. Was it have, was it was it soda or pop or just Coke? we growing up uh, where I was. Uh-huh. Uh, it was soda, and then you differentiated what flavor you wanted because when you got to Oklahoma, it was do you want a Coke? And then it was. You picked a flavor yeah, that wasn't even in the Coke family. <laughs> right. Like, do you want a Coke? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a Dr. Pepper. Like, it was like, that was the word for 
flavored yes for carbonated carbonated beverage right. is in Oklahoma, but in uh, New Jersey we had uh, we had soda. Yeah, we but we didn't have it because when I was a kid growing up we had Kool Aid. Yeah, uh, and ooh, soda. you know what we uh, you know what we need to make this week is we need to make that. Um, Raspberry blackberry lemonade because one of the things we have been doing we've been planting but we've also been foraging picking and foraging right yeah. and so our blueberry bushes are still just totally Popping shooting out, out great Boop. blueberries we and probably have but I would say some dime, of them are pretty some of them are pretty honking big like dime, dime size yeah 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 we have two two varieties. pea size but not the pea size are few and far between well, but we have we have well okay so technically we have three varieties of blueberries growing when we moved here there were two there was a very tall type that um comes out earlier we, and then I there think was we talked about this last and week. then there were the yeah. short and then i planted some and then we have this tiny little bush that like keeps trying really hard but doesn't do much so we now have these I think there's sunshine. There was a little plastic tag when we first moved in that I tried to figure it out. But they are literally like the biggest one can be the width of a dime. Mm-hmm. But they can also just end up dark and ready to go and be smaller than that. They get to be that dusky blue with the with the kind of powdery coating right yeah and they're ready to go and yeah. ours are all under net so yay yeah and then along our fence line uh a stash of blackberries well two things two different kinds we right. have blackberries mm-hmm. and we also have here and there black raspberries yes which are different right um and i don't think they're as tasty as the blackberries they, they're, they're, no. They're not as many. We well, don't there's not as many. As many. So if you had a bunch at one time, they would probably be good. But the blackberries, like, so what's crazy is we have, we have a fence line that kind of goes down around the bottom of our garden. We've kind of let it go overgrow because it sort of, it gives us a green backdrop We've had well. We've also had prairie. cows in our garden before, right. so. so we're we're trying to keep this to keep the cows <laughs> from getting in. It's sort of like fence line, overgrown brush line, whatever. I like it. It's it's a jungly bit. We have fun little areas in the garden that are like little green copses, but whatever. <laughs> so we're we're walking along our fence line. And we find these. We look over. I'm like, ooh, look at. Look over there. There's a lot of blackberries. And so we took one of the old pool ladders and set it up over the barbed wire so we could get over. And not only was there that area, but if you walked around to the back, all of a sudden it was like, wah! So we got, I think... Probably at, two at, pints. At, at market price, because they don't even sell them by the pint. They usually right. market them by the half pint. We got at least five of those. Just by four. Oh yeah, and 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 then in addition we, to and, that, and so many are still not even ripe. Oh, I mean, like yeah, I looked today and I was like, oh, should yeah, I go we should over? we should probably go back. But over tomorrow, tomorrow evening, I think tomorrow evening. There's a lot. They go from bright red to black in a really short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And with blackberries, you got to jump on them. I'm thinking I, right now. I've I've I'm freezing the blueberries on freezer paper in a single um, layer. layer on a cookie sheet but I don't think you can do that so much with blackberries no. I've been putting them in the fridge we need to come up with like like you said so at a farmer's market they sold this little, like 
little raspberry lemonade kit, mm-hmm. and it had raspberries, lemon juice, directions, a little couple of mint sprigs, and I think we should make blackberry lemonade. I think that sounds good. And then you can give out your recipe. Yeah, because it'd be mine, because I don't follow their directions anyway. <laughs> exactly. So there are more guidelines than rules. All right, we're going to step away because it's growing dark and the mosquitoes are starting to replace the fireflies. So stick around. We'll be back with more 40 Acres and a Fool coming up next. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the Chris Salcedo Show. You guys know how seriously I take good journalism, how much I value truthful reporting. Free press, the only job articulated in the U.S. Constitution. I know it's tough out there, folks. The people you used to trust for your news and information, selling it all down the river. We'll talk about current events and the state of American journalism with a real journalist. Her name, Cheryl Atkinson. The Chris Salcedo Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So I just saw the forecast for Independence Day here. And once again, uh, just like last year, afternoon and evening thunderstorms. So I, I, I think our fireworks might get rained out. We had talked about possibly going to one of the small town uh, fireworks but displays. Get rained out too. If they get rained out, there's. Not, I would rather get rained out at home than pack up, drive 20 miles, park, park, with find a spot, of people, right? Find a spot, yeah. And then it doesn't happen. Yeah, you know? I, I don't like crowds of people. I know. So when uh, when you are at woodworking class this weekend, I'm so excited. About we that, may go to the fireworks stand and go ahead and just pick up some fireworks, even if it's not on. Independence I see Day. how you do this though. Because when you're out of, we, we out of originally we originally talk about this, and uh, <laughs> since I'm going to be going past the fireworks stand, we had said, "Wait, I, I I'm sure they'll be open on the two days before because I'm going to my woodworking class on the first of the second, and I'll be coming past that fireworks stand, and I well I could I I have a I have the 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 most popular styles like the three <laughs> on my iPhone I saved it the one time but mm-hmm. um, you totally shot me down because you said pretty much quote unquote that you don't trust me to buy fireworks because I won't get enough I will come home and you'll be looking at my pile like that's all you got <laughs> And so I'm I'm not in charge of nope. buying the fireworks anymore ever. I can't look, look sending, it's fun. I like the I like the displays. Sending sending you to the fireworks store is like sending me to go get Christmas decorations. Or sending me to go get Halloween decorations. Right? Like can you imagine if I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be driving by Party City, I'll just pick up some Halloween decorations this year. You'd be like, No, I don't think so. No, that's something I'd really like to be a part of. So it's the same way, like Halloween is your holiday. No, no. Independence so, Day is so, my holiday. Okay, so you didn't you, you, you got that analogy wrong. Yes. Like so sending 
me to get fireworks yes. is like sending you me to get to Halloween, get Halloween decorations. Right. Exactly. Not going to work. <laughs> exactly. So, so, yeah. it's all, so it's good. It's good. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll get fire. You know, the and only- the last time you got fireworks for July, we were able to shoot them off. And like Christmas, so yeah. No, 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 no. We we got the fireworks for July, and then we shot them off. I think the night after uh, Independence Day, and then they had a sale, so we got the clearance fireworks. That's true. And that's what we set off around New Year's, Christmas. Yeah, that's break, true. Something like that. That was post Independence Day fireworks. And and I'm all for clearance. Right. Exactly. Because uh, okay, so the thing is, is that around here. You sign up with the little companies and their email addresses. And once you get on their mailing list, they send you a postcard. And all of a sudden, you got this huge discount. You submit your postcard. You can automatically get a thing just from leaving the store. And then you are entered into a raffle to get something even better. So... Yeah, I put my crap-ass email out there for these people to send me cool stuff on fireworks all the time. So we are, we're, we're, we're more than ready for the 4th of July. We are. Well, even if I don't shop. We're not quite ready because we haven't got shopping well, we yet, have to but go we will it, be. But, but yes, but you are going to be occupied this weekend going and taking a woodworking class. Yeah, so... It was funny because, like, months and months ago, I was trying to find a class, like a um, Votech school mm-hmm. or a Votech college that would just offer some sort of basic woodworking thing. Honestly, I just wanted to learn how to make an Adirondack chair. Right. Well, I found a place that does woodworking classes, but unfortunately, I was too late in the game to sign up for the Adirondack chair class because that was Mother's Day weekend and they were always by the time I found them they were packed which is fine because we had to do the car thing for kid three Um, but so the next class I signed up for was a shaker table and I'm kind of excited and in a totally wood geeking I'm channeling my inner norm from uh, the new Yankee workshop Mm -hmm. like it has it's going to have like different um, methods because the legs are going to have a certain there's a straight side there's a, a curved side and then there's the the tongue and grooveness and there's there should be a drawer so I'm going to be learning a whole bunch of different techniques but it's literally 9 to 5 on a weekend so mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday I should be there 9 to 5 making this cool table and in my brain Coming up with my shopping list for power tools for my <laughs> awesome little wood shop. So, yeah, I'm excited. Cause, so, from this, I want to be just comfortable making things. I want, I want, I want um, benches for my garden. I want to do something with those cool old Well, it might, doors. Take, it might take more than a weekend. I mean, you're a fast learner, but, it, you know, don't... No, don't... no, no. I'm just saying, like, this weekend is, like, a really great jump start to what I think is going to be a really fun relationship with me and building stuff with wood. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that and, uh, and reaping the benefits of you and your budding relationship with wood. I can build you bookcases. I know. I know. I'm you excited. Book guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, this could be a marriage <laughs> made in more heaven than our marriage is already. <laughs> that, right? That's it's, true. It's an awesome. <laughs> Getting better thing. all the time. Well, we had a really good 
weekend. We even said we how much fun we had hanging out with one another still. We went to a farmer's market. We got up uh, relatively early Saturday morning, about a Me. half hour past than we expected. But, but yeah, but for you, like... Early. Go, early, yeah, right. And we went to a farmer's market, and we had a really good time. Saw the first tomatoes of the year. At the farmer's market, so mark it down, end of June. This guy yeah. was good. He was the only one there Yeah, with uh, his fresh tomatoes. It's funky heirlooms and misshapens, but they were beautiful. Yep. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got it going on, dude. And, and then uh, there was a couple who used to sell at like a little farm stand, roadside stand, uh, near where we live, and they had to give it up because his health got too poor. But now he's, there's he's had like three heart attacks. Yeah, and he's had to been. He was at one at one point. He had to be medevaced mm-hmm. via helicopter to. Right. The closest big town. So and they had to totally scale down their stuff. But they're selling at this farmer's market. So we were able to see them and we were able to buy some stuff from them. And then uh, in uh, Scottsville, Virginia, where the uh, farmer's market is, there's this, they got a cute little Main Street. They got a couple of, uh, you know, restaurants on Main Street and, and a couple of art galleries. They've got a combination oh. tattoo parlor and massage, massage parlor. spa. Um, right. Om, OM, right? Om. I want to go there for my tomato tattoo. It's about, like uh, it's about 20 miles south of Charlottesville. So it's starting to get kind of the Charlottesville hipness because the, you can commute and it's not uh, oh, overly and- expensive. And But... While we were there, we checked out this relatively new store. They've gone from basically selling on Facebook and farmers markets well, to now having a brick and mortar store. Farmers markets, and now the fr- and you remember we were talking about how the the, the space. Yes, because it's a kind of a big space because mm-hmm. they took over an old restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, look, think about how much space fermenting tubs of vegetables need. That's true. Like, they're probably using the other part of the restaurant that isn't the storefront yeah. for all their fermenting. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a weird configuration. It's in, it's in what used to be last last place this was. It was on Main Street, an old uh, building. It used to be a Mexican restaurant, uh, which was absolutely horrible, and so it went out of business. And so now it's this farm stand. Farm stand ferments. Right, and, and they make all kinds of krauts and kimchi. They do. Uh, we tried them. Um, I, I think the 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 the. We're not too sure, but we bought the kefir soda. Right, it's like a probiotic soda. They've got it on tap, too, which yeah, is kind of whatever. interesting. I haven't had mine yet. You had about half of yours. No, I, I finished mine tonight. Oh, it yeah. was the raspberry. It, it tastes slightly fizzy, a little raspberry. It <laughs> smells kind of weird, and I have a overly sensitive sense of smell so it's kind of strange to get down apparently it's really good for you but uh whatever i'll just eat sauerkrauts and (laughs) kimchi for my probiotics and my ferment stuff but But it was super nice you know super nice oh and they also have like tubs of stuff to sell so one of the cool things was um they, I was able to get Celtic sea salt by the pound, and it was a really good price. And they also sell other kinds of salts and um, mustard seeds and spices and stuff so that people can make their own ferments. Yeah, and you know what else I saw? Um, you saw it too, but I just remembered as you were talking about this. Uh, they have a cooler in the back where they're selling local Meat and meat, pork and pork chicken. And chicken. And they also were selling a local uh, goat uh, um, a chevre. Okay. And um, a feta. 
oh. in liquid. So they had like big containers of feta. They had uh, the chevre available in tubs. And I'm not going. I'm. I. I can remember. I'm looking at the label. My brain knows how to spell it, but I'm not going. I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. So I'm not <laughs> going to say it. But yeah, a really good good uh, place to go. So if, if you're in the Scottsville area and you go to the farmer's market, go ahead and check out the Farmstand farm stand Ferments. Yeah, and they've got a website. They're on Facebook as well, yep. um, as are we at Corny Goat Corny Farm. Farm. You can find us on Facebook with recipes from Miss E. And I'm trying. Pictures. You're doing a good job. Uh, I tell you what, we're going to step away for just a moment or two. When we come back, we've got some of your emails to get to. Again, the email address, 40acrefool at Excuse me, let me try that again. <clears throat> Swallowed my beer the wrong way. Uh, 40acrefool at gmail.com. We'll be right back with more on the Blaze Radio Network right after this. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. 800-600-8192. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So we have several emails to get to. Uh, first, our friend Greg down in North Carolina. Greg of the llamas and the alpacas. Oh, yeah, he had a new friend to share with us. Yes, he said, uh, you've met Mushu. Let me introduce you to Reepicheep. Mushu uh, is so fun. I got to walk Mushu along the streets of Farmville and let him nibble on grass in front of the town hall. And it was a really great afternoon. Yeah, let me tell you, there is no way to walk a alpaca or a llama down a, a main street in, in Virginia without drawing attention. Oh, I got crowd. a lot of attention. And then I tried to make sure that <laughs> anybody who wanted to get his picture taken, you know, fulfilled the contractual obligations, but whatever. Yeah, so uh, so Greg extending his uh, invite uh, it says, uh, I'm up to June 14th binge listening. Uh, thank you again for the professional way of handling a tragic incident, the uh, shooting in Alexander, Virginia. You totally rock, he says, uh, and uh, uh, offering to bring up a new celebrity. I, Greg, I will get back with you because I would love to see you. Uh, and if it wouldn't be too much of a bother, I'm sure we could find a good occasion to uh, to bring up the llamas. Maybe even, you know, Greg, we've got our Friends of NRA dinner coming up. And I don't know if that's something that we could maybe do as a, you know, pre-friends dinner, maybe. Um, anyway, I'll send you an email, uh, and it would be great to see you. So uh, congratulations on Reapa Cheap. Also, Sean in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Sounds like a Pokemon name, doesn't Reap-a-cheap? it? Reapa Cheap. It, it, maybe it is. It might be. I was thinking of uh, uh, Rudyard Kipling, but that was Ricky Tiki Tavi. Yeah, so... And that'd be a mongoose. Way. Well... And Greg, stick with llamas. Older. Mongoose are mean. Yeah. Uh, Sean in Tahlequah, Oklahoma says, Hello from Green Country. I uh, just finished listening to your latest show. Wonderful as always. Keep up the great work. Thank you. I will always read the uh, 
uh, the praise for the show. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Always. Uh, we, I don't, have any- <laughs> we don't really read the, oh, yeah, stop talking, you suck. Because actually it doesn't happen. I, no, it, it doesn't. Cool. It is kind of cool. Um, I have a few updates about our farm, says Sean, but I wanted to share some of my thoughts about things you discussed first. Uh, first, when making whipped cream, instead of using powdered confectioner sugar, try using what's known as caster sugar, which is confectioner sugar without the cornstarch that's added. Mm, yeah, it, but it's right? harder to buy. So well, he says it's easy whip- to make. He says cornstarch is only added to powdered sugar to keep it from caking during storage. So, oh, yeah. You just put sugar in the food processor and grinded the crap out of it. There you go. Because there used to be a thing that I actually was able to buy. He in says all a blender places. instead of a food processor, though. Uh, well, he says the food either processor is dead in, <laughs> in our house. It yes. died last <laughs> night. But anyway, um, so. I was able to buy that, which is called baker sugar, caster sugar, in, of all places, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I haven't been able to buy that in Northern Virginia, this Virginia, whatever Virginia. But I was able to get it in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. All right. Sean says, uh, first aid, controlling bleeding with a tourniquet. He says that should be an absolute last resort. Uh, a better way, though it can be quite painful, is to use powdered cayenne pepper. Sings like hell, he says, but it stops bleeding almost instantly, even disinfects the wound. Doesn't matter how big the cut is. You can cover the entire wound with cayenne powder. The bleeding will stop in just a few minutes. Uh, it's like I, a double expletive. Ow, are I you told this to my brother-in-law, who's a sheet metal mechanic. He keeps it in a pill bottle in his toolbox, so he has uh. it readily available. Even stops internal bleeding, such as bleeding ulcers, and has been known to stop a heart attack. Another great health benefit, it has, by weight, more vitamin C than oranges. But how do you make it internally stop something? Like I guess it, I, well, like bleeding ulcers. So that would be in the gut. Well, hot. I think if you were like, you know, bleeding hot. from somewhere where the cayenne pepper wouldn't in. Oh, I'm sure well, cayenne, it's, he says it's, it's painful. It's aggravate like a bleeding ulcer in your he said stomach. It, he didn't you say it, it would feel good. He said it would stop a, bleeding. some sort of cut on my arm. What do you want? Do you want to feel good, Snowflake, or do you want to stop the bleeding? Uh, I, I think. Gosh, I don't have a bleeding ulcer, but I will try that on a. I'm always cutting my hands, so and I always next time just throw some cayenne pepper on there. Well, can I use chili powder though? Uh, He says cayenne. Cayenne is a different kind of thing. Yeah, I'll try cayenne. Uh, Sean also says for a unique way of making eggs Benedict, try cayenne. No, I'm sorry. Ah! uh, Try making eggs in on a cloud for the eggs. You can even shred the ham, fold it into the eggs before they go in the oven. Hollandaise and English muffin as usual. He says, I think I shared my version of eggs in a cloud on Instagram. So I don't know about eggs in or on a cloud. I don't know about the cloud thing. Is That that sounds like it's baking the <laughs> eggs in an oven. So I don't know. That that to me is like that um, somebody, somebody was trying to be nice and they sent us a recipe for cloud bread, which was like gluten-free <laughs> Bread. They weren't trying to be nice. They were being nice. No, No, but it was... I know. You're not a fan of the gluten-free stuff. Unless you've got celiac disease. You don't... don't, Exactly. And you don't need to be. But whatever. (coughs) I don't have an issue with that. But, yeah. If it's got, you know... Send me a recipe. (laughs) Okay, so... Recipes. Sean, speaking of recipes, Sean is... um, uh, and his wife gathering uh, and drying herbs and more mint for her tea, green beans, and peas. Says the beets are close to getting ready, as are our cucumbers. Uh, they had a Oklahoma summer storm come through last week, mm. though, and a microburst 
uh, farm right on the edge of the microburst, broke off the only apple tree. Oh, dang. Right at the base. He said, we're oh. so sad. We're not going to have any apple butter, any apple pies this year, at least not homegrown. Well, leave the base, go, keep fertilizing it and protect it from something because it might just keep, it might come back. Like, yep. we had, I planted nine apple trees and... Most of them were gotten by deer, but at least one of them came back from being eaten. So, yeah, uh, good luck. I I don't know. You can always plant some new ones. It's going to be a couple of years. Yes. Uh, Sean's also growing Cherokee sacred tobacco for personal use. As Oklahoma's decided cigarettes are going to be taxed a dollar fifty a pack starting in September. Uh, why do we always get picked on when it comes to taxes? I challenge them to start taxing alcohol that way. About a dollar fifty per can of beer. That'll Wait. never happen. Well, Oklahoma, what's, you know, what's the near a beer pack of cigarettes cost in Oklahoma? Uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing around four to five dollars. So the tax is a dollar fifty. Yeah, per pack. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Quit smoking. <laughs> I yeah okay. That's a whole other discussion of syntax. You can't drop a nanny state bomb like that right before we're getting ready to end the podcast. Well, no, that's where he was from. I was just wondering yeah, what the situation stop smoking. was. Okay, well, what well, he's no, saying is, well, what, he, what he's saying is, he's no growing where... his own tobacco, and he's well, saying, and he's saying it's it's you, yeah, again, the government never taxes alcohol the same way they tax cigarettes because more people drink alcohol. Although I would say, you know, there's also the soda taxes, Sean, that Bloomberg yeah, is pushing coming up. Yep. Right. So I'm not a fan of taxing stuff to get people to change their behavior because no, it doesn't it work doesn't to change work. their behavior and it ends up just providing another funding source for the government. And I think that's what it's on the all back. about. Exactly. And it's that's what Sean's complaining source. about. It's right. just another funding source. Yes. Okay. We got we to gotta keep rolling here. We got a lot of emails to get to. Brent, checking in from Nebraska, talking about the Nebraska Democratic Party, which apparently has lost its ever-loving mind. You had uh, one uh, employee of the Democratic party in Nebraska get fired after proclaiming that he was glad that Steve Scalise got shot. Uh, You had another member of the Nebraska Democratic Party, a volunteer, the chairwoman of the Black Caucus, I believe, uh, say on Twitter that she thought it it was funny to see the reactions of conservatives after Steve Scalise got shot. Uh, She did not resign her position. She is still there. It was funny to see the reactions of people. Uh, She thought it was a bit sanctimonious for all of these, you know, gun owners to talk about how sad they were that uh, uh, this guy got shot when, you know, they haven't been promoting gun control laws. of course. I know. Everybody who owns a gun would be sad that somebody got shot. I know. I know. Who was the presidential, no, vice presidential, I don't know. You know me in politics. Somebody (laughs) accidentally shot his hunting buddy. That was Dick Cheney. Okay. So they all went on a crazy tear about that, but... That well, kind they, of crap they, happens again, they, yeah, but again, there's a chance to you know mock and complain. make fun of, of Dick Cheney, right? All it's right, just some, it's, it's a chance to complain about something. I know, and uh, but you know the uh, yeah the Democratic Party in Nebraska is uh, apparently really messed up right now, which may explain um, why they're well. Did so you many see? Races. I saw a story on Hot Air that 58 percent of Democrats think that their party needs some reorganization and some restructuring and some editing. Needs to get rid of Nancy Pelosi. Editing. Well, I'm just saying. No, that was was what it was. 58% of the Democrats say that they need a leadership change, which is getting rid of Nancy Pelosi. What does she do? She's the Democrat. Well, she's the House Minority Leader. 
So she's the ranking Democrat in the House of Representatives. And she's a former Speaker of the House, so she has a lot of power within the party. And I don't mean to get us sidetracked, but we're running out of time. It's getting really dark. We've got a lot of emails to get to. And this is the non-political podcast. So can we do this next week? Everything I've seen out of her mouth is like... (laughs) Okay, go. Thanks. You're welcome. No offense or anything. No, but I, do. No. I don't want to talk about Nancy Pelosi tonight. Please don't make me talk about Nancy Pelosi tonight. No, no we All won't. Right. I just Chris said, says, uh, I have PTSD. I have Pelosi traumatic syndrome or disorder, right? Whatever. Yeah, I think you lost a letter, but keep going. Yeah, go okay. <laughs> Chris says, uh, greetings, Cam and Missy. Long time no chat, but like a house guest cognizant of what's staying too long makes the homeowners feel like I decided to quietly go away for a while. No, 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 no. There's, there's Emails are different than staying in our house for like three days. It's totally different. We, oh, we, oh, we love getting yeah. emails. We love freaking emails. Don't <laughs> we love house here. guests, too. Because um, like Ben Franklin said. After three days, right? Fish and house guests, yes. Uh, delighted to hear Ms. E back to her normal self again. The profanity that comes with it as well. You can take the girl out of Jersey, <laughs> but you can't take the Jersey out of the girl. I think there would be some people in New Jersey would take, like, like oh, we don't all, all fucking curse, but Chris, then they would be Chris saying. Chris says, like, those of lying. us from South Jersey are made of some special and strong stuff. We are. Where are you from? I, well, he's from South Jersey. What, where, though? I, well, I, I, I can't. I, okay, you'll have to ask that question oh, yourself. See? Consider that question asked, Chris. Exit. Um, he says, I would highly recommend you guys watch the rant by John Stewart on pizza after hearing your thoughts on the deep dish pizza. He also uh, talked about Taylor Pork Roll, <gasps> which uh, we've been cooking up the last couple of days. Well, it was kind of funny because I thought I saw a story about that where some government official decided it was going to be called Taylor ham but no, no. the package that i bought said taylor pork roll and it will be always taylor pork roll and this week it was taylor pork roll sandwiches taylor pork roll and eggs taylor pork roll omelet today it would always be taylor <laughs> pork roll. uh chris says my little 20 by 40 victory garden i don't think a 20 foot by 40 foot garden is what i would call little chris that's but- a nice size Right? He says it's been doing well, save for the one thing I usually have far too much of, lettuce. None of my lettuce has done well this year for some reason. And he says, I suspect it was because I did lettuce tape. See? Ah, yeah. We did the carrot tape, and it sucked. Yep. Never again. He says, I did replant with normal seed like I normally do. That's starting to finally pop up. It's wonderful to actually have a spring and then summer after two years of winter that became summer immediately. So, but we did something different with our lettuces this year. We yes. did seed pods so they were like little glued up bits of seed in little pop rock size mm-hmm. bits mm-hmm. but they seem to they be, be coming really up well. yeah. so I will be I'm going to tentatively thumbs up those I'm going to Totally thumbed down carrot tape, taped vegetable. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, I was starting to wonder recently if your words rang true about when the right time to move, when my wife was growing more and more frustrated with her job and suddenly wanting to visit Texas, all I could think of was, oh no, Camus right. This is how it happens. Yeah. Um, One of the things that's keeping Chris in Massachusetts, despite the fact that it's Massachusetts and And he doesn't really like the gun laws there and it's expensive and and everything, but he's got his cars. He says, uh, one of my, one out of my three, or one, out of three of my cars, 
uh, is apart. I don't want to move one, let alone two project cars as badly as I don't want to move as badly as I want to move away from Massachusetts. I don't want to move with a trailer full of dismantled cars. He actually has his El Camino in a semi-drivable condition. He says I may or may not have taken the car out on the street in the condition it's in. Still a long way to go, but it moves under its own power after 14 years. Felt amazing to drive, he says, and I was instantly 18 years old again when I got behind the wheel. <laughs> you might think about a different professional car moving services um i get it it's kind of like trying to move farm animals but my dad is uh, uh has always raced and built cars and has a garage and so i i i, I can't i don't know and one answer but you've there's got to be if you google it some sort of car moving service even if you have oh, I'm to sure. hire the trailers yourself to get somebody to put them down and bring them for you yeah, yeah. i don't know what that would cost from uh, massachusetts to texas but uh, uh, a lot but maybe nah. if you find somebody who's already going down there that has a trailerable truck maybe I have, Maybe. Well, I have family who go from New Jersey to Texas. That's true. Trucks. But that's true. I don't know that they'd want to make a detour up to Massachusetts. But, no, I'm just uh, saying. I also uh, have family in Massachusetts, <laughs> but I'm sure there's somebody who would do something for it, money. Uh, it's a money thing. Yes, it is. And, uh, Chris, I hope, uh, I, I hope, sir, that you end up where you want to be. And, uh, you know, I will say... Texas winters probably going to be a lot easier on the El Camino than those Massachusetts salty roads, you know, just think of that long yeah, term. Yeah, but the summers are going to be way hotter on the plastic and the rubber. So, <laughs> All right, last email. Go. James writes in, uh, says, uh, good to hear both of you on. So glad Missy is doing well. He says, I'm not a regular 40 Acres listener, but I tuned in to hear what you had to say about the Castile shooting. I've really come to admire and respect you. I've heard you stick to your guns with numerous Cam and Company guests who occasionally go over the edge, and you have a rare skill for pushing back in a disarming way that takes a firm principled stand without being confrontational. You're so awesome! See, will you just read that? Make sure that I'm not making that up. No, no! See, that is is what it says, right? Wow! I know. Yeah! I'm kind of embarrassed, James. No, no, no. Yeah, I get it. You, that, yeah, you did, and uh, we did. James say, I was really hoping to hear your unvarnished opinion of this particular incident. He says, still, I couldn't argue with your main points. It was a tragic outcome. We need to have a dialogue and listen. A best yeah. practices approach by both law enforcement and concealed carriers is needed. Normalizing the concealed carry lifestyle is part of the equation. And the legal standards in a courtroom versus the court of public opinion are very different. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he says, the bottom line is I read Colian's frank take on the situation. I was hoping to hear yours on 40 Acres, but I recognize I'm not in your shoes and I'm seeing things only from a listener's perspective. And, you know, here's the thing, James. I, I could give you my frank take, but, but honestly, like, that is my frank take. Because yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. what does it matter what I think, like, I could get angry. I could tell you, oh, this this verdict was wrong. By the way, uh, the city uh, settled with uh, uh, Philando Castile's family for $3 million. I figured that was going to be the next case because I didn't agree. And, but, but you know, I think, we, I, again, I think it's really important. It's much more important that if I'm going to take time to talk about this issue, that I talk about what's important to me. Yeah. And what's important to me is not, let me tell you how how I feel as such a smart guy about the particulars of this case. Well, no. What I, what I think is really important is, okay, how do we, again, I'm not going to re, re, rehash this and relitigate how do, it. How do you go out? But but how do we how do we get past this and what do we do to improve things like yeah. and and I just I, I refuse to get stuck 
I, I, I have the utmost respect for Coley Noir. I think the way he talked about that was uh, absolutely tremendous. And we simply, honestly, like we ran out of time. We could have done another segment or two on our family and how I feel about being the dad of a 26-year-old uh, black man and, you know, uh, living in the South. But but I'll be honest with you, you know, like that segment, maybe it would have maybe it would have been interesting, but it would not have mattered. And ultimately it would have been about, you know, take a look at me. Take a look at me here as we're talking about Philando Castile. Yeah. And we have enough of that, James. You want my honest opinion? That's my honest opinion. We have a lot of people who grandstand off of other issues, and I don't want to be that. I want to, I want to try to make things better. I think that Colian, again, did a fantastic job of talking about his personal experience, but then talking again about how to make how to, how, to, how, to, how to get on from here. Yeah, so move forward. Anyway, James says, I'll close by saying thanks again uh, for what you do. You help me and many, many others stay on top of current events and uh, other nice things that James says that I won't read now. But uh, but thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very, very much, James. I do appreciate it. And I hope that you'll uh, tune in to 40 Acres and a Fool uh, a little bit more often. We yeah. sometimes, again, talk about uh, things of a political nature, even, even if sometimes I have to beg off. But uh, maybe next week, with it being... Actually, next week we might take off since it's uh, Independence Day. Yeah, and you, we, we, you've told me repeatedly that we're trying to keep this non-political. Exactly, we and are trying to keep I this keep non-political. I keep my Corny Goat Farm Facebook page non-political. Yes. I try to share some really funny things, and, and I try sometimes to keep them you can't help it politically, but, but some right. of them. But are, I don't want I don't want to turn this into the you know farm politics hour. I no, want this to be no. a little bit of a That's break not us anyway. Politics. I don't think we're up on farm politics. No, well, I meant I meant the the you know the the, the political hour from the farm. No, I'm but, just um, saying. But you know what I mean. Well, I try to keep up, but well, but then that's you know I I'm a news I guy. I try I to keep up on all kinds of things. Well, I don't think we're totally up on farm politics. Like I said, I try to keep up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. It is uh, now officially pitch black out here in our little uh, wooded copse of trees. Well, not quite, because well, we have... Okay. All right, Miss Semantics. Well, I'm just saying. We Dramatic effect. It's theater of the mind. I'm trying to wrap things up here. It's it's growing... Well, we have a beautiful black and white <laughs> silhouette against the gray sky with like yes. these beautiful overhead black outlined trees... It's pretty. It is pretty. And we haven't been bitten by any mosquitoes, so we're no. probably stretching our luck, and we should probably ride. We probably wrap, should. I haven't, like, up. the fireflies have sort of moved on, which is kind of interesting. I see one over there, but uh, not nearly and, as many as there yeah, are. a couple off in the far high, high trees, but All right, not well, right close. It is time to say goodbye Maybe and to wrap like things up here. Uh, we might be back next week. We might take next week off for Independence Day, but... Uh, If we do, we'll be back before long, I promise. And thank you so much for being a part of this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. And until we talk again, you want to sign us off? What is it? Be safe. Oh, be safe. Live a little. Have fun. Oh. There you go. Be safe, have fun. Live a little or learn a lot. (laughs) And we will talk to you soon with more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio. Radio Network. I almost had my part right. You were good. I'm getting there. You're getting there. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Good night. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards. On the Blaze Radio Network.